Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. This is WEEI Late Night with KJ Carson on WEEI. Was that as satisfying a win as you as this team has had in a long time yesterday? Uh, yeah, well, it's a good win. Always good to win. Um, yeah, it's good to win a division game. And um, yeah, definitely good to win. Late night. WEEI is KJ. And yeah, a win is a win, but that offense is, is so cold. Joe, thanks for being here, and thank you so much for being here at WEEI 617-779-7937, text line 37937. You know, you hear the term, a win is a win, and you tend to think, well, maybe sometimes a win isn't a win, like the Battle of Bunker Hill. Like, technically, that's a win, just not for the winning team. Or how about like when Falmouth was burned up? I mean, that was a win for the British, but it ultimately wasn't a win. We are at the point in the season with the Patriots where no more a win is a win. One side of the ball is doing what it's supposed to. The other side of the ball is still waiting. Now, don't get me wrong. You're like, hey, look, you're going to go on Mac Jones. I've got to get him. But this is a bigger thing about Matt Patricia that I'll dig into in terms how something has to be fixed. But when I mentioned the American Revolutionary War, one of the reasons why historians will tell you is that, you know, the colonists would, like, jump out of trees and jump the soldiers while the British Army just stood in a straight line looking to be picked off. And it almost feels as if the Patriots are running a 1775 British Army offense. Here's why. If you look around the league, you see what happens with teams that can get some run out of their quarterback and get some play action and have a run game tend to be a little more successful 
than your standard stand-up straight like a British soldier Ben Roethlisberger type. And let's just call it what it is. Mac Jones is not fleet of foot. Look at it this way. Mac Jones threw for 246 yards this week with no touchdown, and then another game threw for 321 yards and no touchdown in that game. 567 yards, that's 41% of his percentage of, of passing yards this season. No touchdown in a game. So just let me give you a couple of comps in the NFL who have passed for less than those 246 in certain games and what happened. So here's a guy in game one, he passed for 213 yards and he had three touchdowns. Then in game two, he passed for 218 and had four touchdowns. I might be giving it away now. Then in game three, he passed for 238 and had two touchdowns. In those three games, 669 yards, nine touchdowns, two picks, 167 rushing yards in those three games. Okay, that's Lamar Jackson. Maybe, maybe not the fairest of comparisons. I understand Mac Jones is not Lamar Jackson, but Lamar Jackson isn't throwing for 246 and not getting any touchdowns out of it. Okay, how about another QB? Okay, this guy in game one threw for 188 yards and two touchdowns. And then, like, in game two, threw for 173 yards and two touchdowns. And then in the third game, threw for 197 yards and had two touchdowns. In those three games... 558 yards total, which was almost about the same as Mac Jones. They had six touchdowns and one interception, and they only rushed for 55 yards in those three games total. That's Daniel Jones. Can this offense get Mac Jones to even be Daniel Jones? At this point. Because if you're not going to go with the mobile Lamar Jackson quarterback in the numbers I gave you there, which is understandable because, you know, like, look, it's not him. Daniel Jones threw for about the same amount of yards in three games. In, in each of those games, less than the 246, still got you six touchdowns. The struggling in the red zone, I think, is a combination of play calling and talent. Now, I, I think Mac would be would have been an awesome quarterback 15 years ago when, you know, guys who are not running 4-3 weighing 320 pounds. The game has changed. You've got to be able to be mobile. Here's Mac Jones on the struggles in the red zone. Yeah, I think it's super disappointing. Um, we put too much work in to get that result. Um, I think it starts with us, the execution part, and then obviously trying to figure something out here. Just make it work and get through that, like you said, 35, 40-yard line and just see if we can get through that and then see what happens because every time you're moving the ball towards the goal line, it's good. When you're going backwards, for whatever reason, it's not. So we want to be able to create those explosive plays, you know, like the Damian long run, for example, and then finish off those drives. And we need to do that um, in the red zone. We need to do it in the open field. But it comes down to execution and watch the film and see what we can do better. You're not going to get faster. You're not going to get faster. Maybe the game slows down for you, but the game is changing in front of everyone's eyes. And maybe Bill feels that he can still get what he needs to get out of a guy who doesn't have any mobility, who has some questionable decisions when you start looking downfield, and now you have to play the short dink and dunk game. Now, 
If I gave Mac Jones a grade for Sunday's game, I'd give him a B. Number one, no turnovers. But why? Why wouldn't it be in a? Why, why not an A? There's no, nothing in a, nothing in the end zone. Nothing. I mean, literally, special teams saved us all from potentially watching a game. I, Joe, thank you so much for being here. I don't know if, but when when you're watching the game on television and they were showing like how far the team had to go for like for field goal range or even get a touchdown, I was like, in this game. Yeah, I don't believe that at all. Like that, conditions are long, not the longest screenshot. It seemed like there's no way either one of these teams are getting that far. Like that's how bad the game was Sunday for the viewer. It was just bad. Like you know, what was you... funny was when I was watching the uh kick return touchdown, like I was excited, but it wasn't like your standard excitement you get for a standard touchdown or like a game winner. I was just like Hands up, I was like, woo, we did something. Yeah, that's like, hey, boy, I'm glad I'm still here in Charlestown after that whole Bunker thing, Bunker Hill thing happened. Like, you still burnt. It's still disastrous. And as I've been saying for the last couple of weeks, maybe two or three weeks, that the defense has been the savior. Like, they, there should be an alter to the defense. And, and I think that's part of the narrative of where Belichick can recontrol the team, where when Brady's here, and when he's not here, the argument is either, oh, well, Bill couldn't get it done without Brady. Well, now Bill wants to recapture that narrative that his defense will always win games. And if he has a top-tier defense, he'll know that he'll always have a chance after three quarters in that game. But the offense is so anemic. Again, three games, Daniel Jones threw for under 200 yards and threw touchdowns in each of those games. Now, you might say, well, you know, they got Saquon Bar. They have no receiver core at the Giants. They have no receivers. They've got a running back. We've got two. Now, granted, Damian Harris is just coming back from injury, but even the play calling that you're seeing going on says, look, this isn't even conducive to the old-style quarterback. Like, it would make more sense if you had a mobile quarterback running this offense where when things fall apart, you can take off for yards. You could say, hey, look, this is one of those situations where pocket breaks down. You take off for 15, 20 yards. Now the defense has to prepare for the quarterback who runs. There's no preparation, any defensive game plan for Mac Jones to take off for even 30 yards in a game. And what happens? They push all their gears forward. They don't even worry about what's going to go on behind them because the belief is there's not going to be enough time to stop them from getting to the quarterback. Here's Bill on his thoughts on how the offense is coming along. Well, again, we moved the ball. We just didn't have enough points, so we got to do a better job of, of scoring more points when we get down there. And, and when we get close to scoring points, you know, 30, 35-yard line, all we could, you know, get the ball closer to get some points on the board. So it wasn't like we couldn't move the ball. You know, we had you know several good opportunities, but we just... You know, penalties, negative plays, drop the ball, missed opportunities. You know, just have to do a better job there. And, and again, give the Jets credit, uh, Coach. Um, you know, Salah and, and his staff and their player. And they have, you know, they have a really good defense. I mean, we all know that. So, but we're going to see good defenses, you know, for the rest of the year as well. So, you know, we just got to coach and play better. Yeah, that's the Bunker Hill answer right there. Oh yeah, I mean, we got thrown out of Charlestown, but you know, hey, look. Eventually, we're going to win this thing. 
You know, we got Gloucester. We got the Battle of Gloucester coming up. You didn't think I'd pay that much attention. You know, when they told me that pencils were called Ticonderogas, I'm like, you know what? Maybe I pay attention to this history thing. Yeah, a win is a win. But the offense has to start looking like it could win the war because guess what? The cold winter months are upon us. It's it's much easier to fight these battles in these open fields and in the summertime back in the day. You can only imagine. You could see for miles. Like my spot in, in Waltham, I won't tell you where it is. But like it's like I just could imagine. Like There's a part in Waltham, Joe, where you could sit towards the top and you could see back into the city. And you're like, you know what? This would be the view you would want to have. Except for someone ignored the noise that Paul Revere was trying to echo. And <laughs> it's a long story. But you you can see it coming. And what you see coming in this second half, again, this is a Jets game that you're supposed to win. And it was won on the last play of the game by special teams. Where's the offense? Where? Next, here on WEEI Late Night, I, I asked the question of the offensive line coach. I got a, I got a question for him as well. 617-779-7937, text line 37937, KJ Late Night here on WIEEI, it's time to trend with Joe Braverman. Your home of the Sox. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. Trending now on WEEI and WEEI.com. The Patriots are at practice once again as we get closer to their prime time Thanksgiving matchup against the Minnesota Vikings. And surprisingly, center David Andrews did practice today in a limited what? fashion. Uh, if you remember, KJ, reports were coming out of Sunday's win that suggested a thigh injury yeah, would sideline Andrews for the rest the of, the end of the season. Yeah, now he's back today, tomorrow, jeez. Yeah, for a limited practice. And what's interesting is that they didn't practice yesterday, but there were still initial reports because they had to like basically do it like an estimation kind of thing if they practice. I, I and he was limited saying, there, too. I wonder if people saying, if Jeff Saturday can walk in there and coach a football team after being on TV, surely you can be back from a thigh injury. <laughs> Apparently anything can happen. <laughs> the centers and the offensive line in NFL history are coming back. <laughs> they're, uh. they're making their names heard. Four other Patriots were limited today in practice. Anthony Jennings, Devontae Parker, Josh Uche, and last Sunday's hero, Marcus Jones. And offensive tackle Isaiah Wynn did not practice today with a foot injury. On the other side for Minnesota, star receiver Justin Jefferson was once again a full participant at practice after dealing with turf toe. Also, notable names, linebackers Zadarius Smith and defensive lineman Dalvin Tomlinson were limited. The Celtics return to action tomorrow night as they welcome the league's top scorer, Luka Doncic, and the Dallas Mavericks. They might be without Jason Tatum, though, as he is officially listed as questionable for tomorrow night with a left ankle sprain. Tip-off for that game will be at 7.30. The Bruins take their seven-game winning streak into Sunrise, Florida, which I had no idea where the Panthers' home arena was. But that's where they will be to battle the Panthers. Derek Forbert remains out. Meanwhile, Florida goes into tomorrow losing three straight. Puck drop will be at seven. And major upset in Qatar earlier today as Lionel Messi and Argentina lost to Saudi Arabia 2-1 to in the group stage of the World Cup. Saudi Arabia came into the tourney as the second lowest ranked team in the tournament. An interesting fact. But the best paid country. (laughs) I'm sorry. What's (laughs) funny, though, is that King Salman declared today a public holiday in Saudi Arabia just based on that victory over Argentina. Disco music for everybody. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Joe Braverman, and that's what's trending on Boston Sports Original, WEEI. 
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. How frustrating is it for defenses to play the way that they played, knowing that it just seems like the offenses can't get nothing going? Well, I will say this. I think the most frustrated people on the field were probably the New York Jet wide receivers. I mean, there were times where they were open and the ball was sailing over their heads. And, you know, the reaction of Zach Wilson after the game (laughs) talking about, you know, not apologizing to the yeah. defense. And, you know, it was windy out there and all these different things is not going to go over well. Uh, the defensive players are really uh, disappointed, disgusted. You know, they laid it on the line. It was a really physical, I mean, it was a really physical game. You could tell that the competitive nature of both teams. Late night, WEEI, it's KJ, 617-779-7937. Text lines, 37937. That's Boomer Esiason on the Greg Hill Show talking about the Jets receivers being frustrated with Zach Wilson and the offense. And I would say, be careful who you kick while they're down. Because the Patriots defense is this close to being frustrated with this offense. I mean, I know the fans are. And this goes to, okay, if you have Matt Patricia as the person who's overseeing the offense, but he also oversees the offensive line, is it potentially too much? Because both are a disaster. Like, if I I have, a, I have an adult daughter, and one of the great things about our relationship, I tell her, I say, Bug, that's my name for it, Bug, if at this point I'm still telling you what you should be doing in your life, I don't think it's much of a you problem as it is a me problem. Meaning, 
maybe there are some things that I didn't get done early on that this is why we're seeing what's going on. And so if Matt Patricia was just the offensive line coach, let's just say he was just the offensive line coach, he's still a special assistant to Bill Belichick, but somebody else is running the offense, I would bet you the mortgage that this offensive line would not be this bad. But because he's the offensive coordinator, de facto, and the offensive line coach, it's like, how do you, it's like the Spider-Man meme. You're like, you're pointing at yourself for everything that's going wrong. And 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 I, I, I this is why I understand now more so grabbing Cole Strange in the first round, even though it looks bad. And the reason that is, is that Hall of Fame offensive linemen do not grow on trees, nor do they pretty much grow in the NFL. In the last 20 years of offensive linemen who've played in the league in the last 20 years, two centers, four guards, four tackles. Ten guys on the entire whole line in the last 20 years in the league are in the Hall of Fame. Now you say, well, that's the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Okay, how about this? Offensive linemen drafted five years ago. Let's say they're past their rookie deal. Okay, if they were a first-rounder, they get five years. Second, third-rounder, maybe four years, they get extended. So five years, okay? Three out of the 11 guards have been consistent starters that were drafted five years ago. Three! Three out of 15 tackles have been consistent starters that were drafted five years ago. Three out of six centers. So you can't miss with um, Maybe Cole Strange can play center down the road. Okay, 2016. Eight of 17 guards, eight of them are still in the league. Uh, uh, regular starters. Seven of 18 tackles drafted in 16. Six are still in the league. In 15, eight of 18 guards and six of them are only in the league. Six of 20 tackles, starters, regularly, five are still in the league. And if you're drafted in 2014, four of the nine guards, with three of them still in the league, have regular starters. And seven of 11 tackles, where four of them are still in the league. This is when I tell you when offensive linemen get they don't they don't they're not they're never on the waiver wire they're never on the waiver wire and you have to ask yourself is this going to get worse before it gets better or do you change the style of quarterback that you have because it's gonna have to be more mobile you can't have this the dink and dunk thing I mean that's really cool for like the first couple of weeks but once people start looking I don't know at tape. And know that you you don't believe in going deep with the ball? <sighs> Here's Bill Belichick on Greg Hill's show talking about the offense. Bill, over the bye week and after yesterday, has there been any thought to changing up the play-calling system from the outside? It, it just doesn't appear to be clicking with Mac uh, in the offense. Yeah, well, we, just, we have to do a better job of, of the things that, that we are doing and, and – uh, you know, we've identified what those are. We just haven't just got to do a better job of performing those. But yeah, always trying to look to you know improve however we can, and we'll continue to do that as we go through. That's what we do every week. So try to let we go the best thing we can here to go against the Vikings and worry about next week. Next week, still no one has asked Bill straight up what letter grade would you give the offensive play calling. I mean, See, I feel like though that was the closest that Bill has been asked about, like, should Patricia still be the coordinator? Like, I think that question Curtis posed has been something that no one has posed to him yet. Oh, 
Fair enough, but you can kind of, you know, like reduce the fraction. You don't have to say 200 over 100 when you just go to 2 over 1. Is what letter grade would you give the offensive play calling at this point? If you can't, I mean, everybody understand how letter grades work. No one no one says, well, gosh, an F must be pretty good because it's a, it's a higher numbered letter than an A. No. Letter grade. And in fairness, ask the question in three weeks. Once there's real, real stiff competition, you have two ends and Donnell Hunter and Smith for the Vikings who are right now just, I mean, they're watching anything that has bloodthirst in it. Blood sport, they're watching, uh, what is that, uh, the kids that the, the howl at the moon, Twilight, yeah. They're watching all that stuff. They're bloodthirsty right now knowing that Mac Jones has no offensive line, no original play calling, and a guy who's going to hold on to the ball. So in this theme of, you know, hey, a win is a win and battles are inside of wars and the idea is win the war, well, the question is when does Matt Patricia walk the plank? When? Does it have to look worse than it is now? Just for like, Here's a prayer that I would really ask people to, to join me as Patriots fans. <clears throat> Father, please allow Alabama to lose a third game, therefore allowing some of the coaching staff to start moving around. Father, if you find it in your heart to send Bill O'Brien this way (laughs) before the bowl game, we will gladly accept. Amen. Because does it have to get worse than what you saw Sunday? Right? If it wasn't Zach Wilson out there, think about this. In game number one against the Jets, if there's no uh, late hit on the quarterback, Patriots are down 17-3. If there's no kickoff return, a punt return, that happens at the end of the game, it could end up being a tie or something weird happening where the Patriots end up losing 6-3. And how and how loud would the screams be? Like, we are dodging this bullet every week. Did you hear the boos at Gillette Stadium, though, at the end of the fourth quarter? Like, they were loud, and it was in a competitive game. Because it wasn't competitive. It was just a slow well, game. Well, competitive was, as in it was tied. Yeah, it was just it was just circumstance. This is literally the British Army lining up in straight rows doing old things. That's not working. With, a, with an older-style quarterback. You, can, you cannot walk me off of a ledge and tell me that, oh, you can see Justin Herbert or you can see um, Joe Burrow in Mac Jones. Why? Because they ain't paying for those weapons here. That's not happening. You know that. Bill is not going to suddenly open the checkbook for the Keenan Allens and Mike Williams types. Why? Because he could have bought Mike Williams last year. So that's not going to happen. Daniel Jones may be the best cop where Daniel Jones has a worse receiving core, and you could probably say his one running back is the equivalent to the Patriots' two-headed running back tandem. And that's fine. You get the yards on the ground, you get the yards on the ground. But Mac can't move. And the offense, if it's going to continue to be called this way, it needs a mobile quarterback in there. I mean, that's just, you just heard what I told you about with offensive linemen. (laughs) When you miss, you miss. And guess what? If you want good ones, you have to pay for them. That's not happening. There's not going to be a bunch of money laid down for offensive linemen. They're going to figure it out. They'll work it out. We've got guys here. They can... Matt can help you. <laughs> I, I just don't get it. I, I mean, this is the same. 
almost similar pieces of the offensive line. Some pieces have gone. But over a couple of seasons ago, just a couple of seasons ago, they gave up the least amount of sacks. So literally you have a conglomerate, just this conglomerate of just messiness, mucky waters. It's, I don't know. Well, I mean, how does it turn? You know, if it's constantly, it's a work in progress of work in progress, then guess what? You might be disappointed that, hey, it's six and four now and what it might look like in three weeks. 617-779-7937, text line 37937. KJ Late Night here on WEEI, still to come, bets to the future, where something is going to come out of my mouth that I thought I would not say, but I truly believe. But chance for you to make money, that's coming in 10 minutes here on WEEI. When you talk about the offensive line and what they're not doing and how pieces are consistently moved, Isaiah Wynn is in there and he gets benched, like, there's no backups that are worth throwing in there when they're bet. It's just throwing guys in there. And now that's a bigger fix. If I say you build a team and you have a brand new quarterback, I think the most important thing you can get that quarterback is the best possible offensive line you can buy because it will improve your running game. It will keep your quarterback standing up. It will give your quarterback more time to make decisions. So if Mac needs to take four seconds to make a decision, he's probably got an all-pro on the left or the right side that can help him buy some time. But, you know, you can't be dropping back further than the pocket and things like that. It's like where where are the real teachers that can get this from good to great? Because now it's bad to that. How do you get it from bad to good? How, how does this get from bad to good? So you've heard a lot of talk about during the off week, during the bye week, Mac Jones was discussing that he has this audit chart that he puts together, which is kind of even scary. I mean, I would rather hear him go to a, some type of shaman in New Orleans and, you know, shake off the spirits. I don't want to hear about some flow chart and some Venn diagram, but you know what? Here's Mac on Maloney Fourier and Mego talking about his audit chart and how he handled himself during the bye week. It was more like individual. Mm-hmm. Um, this like year or last year? Every year. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, just like, what's my, some of the things that are issues for me or, you know, whatever it is. Like, oh, I'm not throwing the ball very well or whatever it is. And how do I solve that problem? Mm-hmm. It's just a simple, like, chart down the middle. And I try to do that, um, especially during the bye week. Uh, I did it in high school and college and now. So just something we want to do. And obviously, as an offense, I know our coaches are doing that too, so. Um, we're all trying to, you know, execute better and come up with good plays and run good plays well. Um, that's important. Did um, you and do all that? Did you feel like that exercise was different this year than last year? It's definitely different every year, right? You have things that you've gotten better at that you might not need to, you know, you still need to focus on, but there's other glaring issues or things you want to really work on, and um, that changes year to year, whether it's your footwork or, like I said, nutrition, mental stuff, or your physical stuff too. So there's everything. It's a whole bucket of things, and you just want to take the problem and get the solution, and then eventually your list hopefully gets a lot smaller. Oh, God, did you use crayon or colored pencil? At what point does the game become guttural, right? Like, you can look at numbers, you can look at film, but at the end of the day, you have to look inside yourself. You're the leader of this team. This team has a historic reputation 
that no other NFL football team can hold a candle to. And it's been done all in recent memory. So this is totally different than, oh, man, like it, like how people love Green Bay. You're like, why do people love Green Bay? You haven't won anything. Well, go ask like your uncle or your father or your great uncle or something like that. Green Bay won everything, even before they combined everything. But that was so long ago. And we're in a now time. We remember what happened yesterday immediately. There are 40,000 talking heads breaking down every single thing you did yesterday. While my kid, who my, my father who loved Green Bay as a kid, you know, he didn't hear about the talk about Green Bay until like the 6 o'clock news. <laughs> and he had to be in bed for the 11. I, you, you see that at some point you have to you have to get dig down deep and say, you know what? This is beyond pencil and paper. This is about like being honest with your emotions and your feelings of what is going through your head when you're making these decisions. Maybe film is best. I don't I could care less about some paper and pencil and some cross section. You know, because clearly a lot of the fans are starting to see what it's like to and find out with this quarterback and this offensive line and this offensive coordinator because it's ugly. Absolutely ugly. This is how bad it is. On first down, the Patriots average more than 10 yards to go. (laughs) That's a problem. I think also CBS had a uh, stat pop up real quick. They had like double digit negative play yards or something like that. And I feel like, wait, I saw that the last time they played against Indianapolis. Well, Well, here's the thing. Now, I will give Mac a lot of credit where the immediate mistakes that would have had, um, Fan, I don't want to say fans coming on the field, but would have said, you know, down with King George, it would have been that kind of attitude, would have been an interception. The first play of the game, taking that sack, yeah, people are like, oh, God, here we go. This is the first thing you get on the very first play after a bye week, after your Venn diagrams and everything. This is what we get. It gets worse. So on first down, the Patriots have more than 10 yards to go. On second down... They have more than eight yards to go. On third down, about seven and a half yards to go. And then on fourth down, two yards to go, where they've only had seven of those plays where they like went for something. So literally, it's behind the eight ball, behind the eight ball, behind the eight ball, behind the eight ball. And what do defenses do? Well, shoot. Our analytics department tells KJ the same stuff. These guys are already behind the eight ball by the time it's second down. I guess where most of the touchdowns have been thrown for the Patriots on second down on third down. I mean, it's that's the best completion centers uh, percentages on second down 67 on first 77 on second 63rd, 63 on third. So teams know that, Hey, you want to pass on second down because nothing happened on first. I was going to say, like, how else do you expect player? You know, you'd think they'd recognize, huh, maybe we're starting to figure out why the players are calling out their plays on, like, first and second down. So if I'm not going to be a total bad guy here on this, I did like the opportunity for Mac Jones to do play action on first down. I think that helps his confidence. It gives him a little space. But I think at some point defenses are going to say, you're not fooling anybody because nobody's going to protect him long enough that he's not going to be able to get the ball more than five yards out. But you know what? If it's second and five off of a short passing play, then great. Now the defense probably knows the next play is a running play. And if you're at third and seven, 
like the stat show. Well, six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven text line three seven ninety three seven. This is, I mean, when does when does Matt Patricia walk the plank? When when do we hear? I'm going to text Curtis before I go to bed tonight, and you no, know, I'm going to do it next Sunday. So right as Bill is here Monday morning, ask him for a letter grade. Ask him for a letter grade. All those I'm talking to you, Curtis. All those times when I used to do mornings at the other sister station, we see each other every morning. All those times I locked myself out the building, and you came and used your key fob to let me in the building. You owe me. If he's still in Florida, he'll definitely ask that question because he feels protective. Ask Belichick, what's the letter grade? I know Greg won't ask it. I know Wiggy won't ask it. I know Courtney won't ask it. Curtis, he'll ask it. What's the letter grade? A through F. What's the letter grade you give the, what's the midterm grade on this offense right now? If Bill says, I don't know. Then you know what? That's a D or an F. Uh, I don't know if I could give it a grade. D or F. Oh, we can improve in a lot of areas. And, you know, there's always room for improvement. How much improvement? D to a C? C to a B? B to a A? Which, what, 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 what do we, what's the, we did it when we were in college. For those of us in college, you start, you know, start sweet talking that professor at the end of the year. Like, you have an 82. Okay, is there a way we can get that 82? No, you have an 87. That's a B. That's a real, that's a really high B. How do I get those other two points to get me to that A? How does this offense get from an F to a D? A D to a C? A C to a B? Where is it? it text. Just text a letter. 37937. That's the text line. Midterms. What's the letter grade you're sending home to the kid? What, what's the letter on the offense? A, B, C, D, or F? It's just that simple. More than 10 yards to go on first down. That says false starts. That says delay of games. That says uh, penalty. That just, it, the discipline. I, I, I don't, I, I can't figure it out. All right. We do bets to the future next here on WEEI Late Night with KJ. Thanks for hanging out. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Second half, especially the offense, seven possessions, only two total yards. Um, yeah, it was dog. 
<laughs> Late night. W-E-E-I. It's KJ. Thanks so much for hanging out. 617-779-7937. Text line 37937. In two minutes, we will get to bets to the future. That's Robert Salah of the Jets. At least, at least he gives the grade out of what he thinks of his offense. Yeah, I was going to say, we're talking so much up here in New England, and we won the game. Imagine New York, and they lost the game, and their quarterback and all of that. Like, they're in a worse situation. But here's how thin line, I'm telling you, this is how thin line the patience must be for this Patriots defense compared to what's going on with the offense. Let's just talk about, like, drive times, all right? <laughs> The defense is number one in holding teams to points per drive, number two yards per drive, number two in plays per drive, number two in time per drive. The offense rank 18th in time per drives. 28th, yes, 28th in time per drive. Yards yards per drive, 26th. And points per drive, 24th. Yeah. Uh, look, the best thing that can happen, and I'll get into tomorrow night, I'll be in for much, so I'll really get into like giving the defense their flowers and sending all of that mojo energy that way. The best thing that can happen is Kirk Cousins be Kirk Cousins on prime time because this defense is completely made for someone like Kirk Cousins for Kirk Cousins to really get embarrassed. But what would be more embarrassing is that the defense do everything that it's been doing and the offense still can do nothing. Like, okay, is it an indoor problem? Is it an outdoor problem? What, Like, what is it? And I, I just want to know at some point, when does when does Matt Patricia walk the plank? You know, I, I, you know, whoever you worship or, you know, suggest or, you know, talk to about religious matters, put Bill O'Brien in your prayers. Josh McDaniels is not coming back because here's the thing with, with, with the Raiders. They don't have an offense problem. They have a defense problem. And trust me, the defensive side of the ball is gone. <laughs> maybe they take that. Maybe he calls Matt Patricia and brings him out there to run the defense. Please. But yeah, something has to be done about this offense. Because now, if you, the kiss, here's what's crazy. If you told me who do I think is a better, more polished, NFL ready quarterback between Bailey Zappi and Mac Jones, I would say Mac Jones 10 out of 10 times. But because you have such a janky offense, literally like the Flintstones car, it makes Bailey Zappi look good because it's junk offense. It's like junk bonds. But eventually that stuff catches up to you too. All I've been saying is, if we're going to have Fred G. Sanford running the offense, then might as well have Bailey Zappi start to prepare to be the quarterback for this team. And maybe some crazy things can happen. The wild, weird, and wacky. But that's not how Belichick operates. Everything is structured and managed and controlled. Yeah, I mean, the way the offense looks like, it looks like the guys, like they leave right at 5 (laughs) o'clock. You know, in this industry, they they call them four and hit the door. Like people in this industry, like, you know, like if I showed up here like five minutes before the show and expected everything to be ready and hit Joe with everything, Joe would lose a form of respect for me because like, you know what, this guy doesn't respect the craftsmanship to put something into the show like this. I don't do a shift. I do a show. And my goodness, it seems like these dudes are clocking up. You know, it's like, I don't know what their favorite TV program on. It's like, oh, I got to go housewives of Atlanta's on. I don't know. 
But when your offense ranks 24th in points per drive, 26th in yards, 28th in plays, 18th in time, while your defense ranks second, 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 and first, who has a big problem? We'll talk more about the defense next hour here on Late Night with KJ, but right now it's time for Bets to the Future. Hit it! You're up right now. Ride it out. Too many mouthfuls. You mean bet? Yeah. How about 10? Seems a little steep, but 10,000 it is. Not 10,000, $10. The future where I would have never predicted what I'm about to tell you, but I think probably the hottest odds for NFL futures right now, Cowboys to win the Super Bowl. It was at 1,100 a couple weeks ago. It's now down to 900. Oh, don't give those fans that hope. Think about this. The only real wall they would hit would be Tom Brady. Do I believe the Dallas Cowboys could beat the Eagles if they see him a third time with that defense? Yes. Do I think they could beat Kirk Cousins, who was a higher seed? Absolutely yes. Do I think that they could beat the San Francisco 49ers and Jimmy Garoppolo with that defense? Oh, yeah, they're waiting for that game. So literally, those are the teams ahead of them, and their opening matchup right right out of the box would be against Tampa in Tampa and look, all good things come to an end. So Cowboys to win the Super Bowl, those odds are down to plus 900, but still worth jumping on, I think. Here's a, oh, God. I'm just doing my job here. Cowboys win the NFC. That would mean them going to the Super Bowl. Plus 400. It's the third best bet in the NFC. That's crazy. Another one. And I'm watching it closely. And I believe it, especially the way the Bills have been teetering. The Dolphins to win the AFC. Plus 900. They're only fourth in odds behind the Ravens, the Chiefs, and the Bills. They've already beaten the Bills. The Ravens don't have the offense to catch up with them. And when they beat, when the Ravens beat them, they had no tour. Tyreek Hill, potentially in a game against the Chiefs, could be the revenge game. That would absolutely be the kryptonite to that team. I was going to say, how appealing would be a Chiefs-Dolphins AFC title game? It could happen. It would be a shootout. And they would have no answer for Tyreek Hill. Sleeper, Dolphins to win the AFC at plus 900. Another one. I'm surprised this odd isn't lower considering they're the division leader. The Dolphins to win the AFC East at plus 250. I think people are still all over with the Bills and think they're going to do all these things. But my goodness, they changed the rules for them last year. Oh, well, we'll give you the ball, too, if your feelings don't hurt. And then how are you in Buffalo and not play a game in snow when you're an outdoor stadium in a place that snows? Oh, we want to go to Detroit and play our game indoors and stay there in Detroit. Get me a break. Dolphins to win the AFE East, plus 250. Uh, here's a good one. Dolphins versus Cowboys Super Bowl matchup plus 4,000. That's a 40 to 1 bet. And the Super Bowl winning state team, Texas, is a plus 900 bet. Now, here's the one that it might be getting too late to jump on the odds, but it was what I talked about at the very beginning of the season. I got it at plus 1,600. Coach of the year, Mike McDaniel of Miami, 
was sixteen hundred. Now at plus four fifty, it's the second best odds for coach of the year, only behind Nick Sirianni with Philly, and they're kind of teetering. And after Thursday night, we may find out if Justin Jefferson deserves Offensive Player of the Year at plus 275. So let's get into some of the NBA bets to the future. I like the Celtics at plus 505 to 1 to win the NBA title. They've even money with, with, with Giannis and the Bucks. I like the Heat to win the Southeast Division despite what you see from Atlanta at plus 140. That's a quick steal. Mavs to win the Southwest Division at plus 135 and take Jason Tatum to be the league MVP at plus 400. Who would have ever thought you'd say this? Take Russell Westbrook to win sixth man of the year. Just don't take any threes. Plus 150. Sleeper. Most improved player. Lori Markinen with Utah. He's second in odds at plus 400. Right now those odds are sitting on Shea Gregorius Alexander. But he does play for Oklahoma City. And as those losses start to pile up, I don't think it will be as appealing as Utah being a big surprise and winning games. The defensive player of the year, I wouldn't take Marcus Smart at plus 4,000, but Giannis at 275, we're seeing the end days of value on that. And NBA coach of the year, Joe Mazzula at plus 450. I would definitely jump on that as the Celtics continue to roll. We'll talk about them next hour. Plus, we got to talk about the Bruins and historic night last night for Bramanson and Pierre Bozeron. Next on Late Night, WEEI with KJ. Thank you so much for hanging out. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly 